Fertility ain't fair. So let's talk about it. Welcome to Fertility Ain't Fair, a community with the mission of normalizing the conversations around infertility, reproductive health, and motherhood for all. I invite you to check out our new podcast, Fertility Ain't Fair, wherever you listen. Follow us on social media at Fertility Ain't Fair and stop by our website, fertilityaintfair.com. Real, raw, unfiltered. This is Fertility Ain't Fair, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Fertility Ain't Fair, the podcast. I am your host, Britt, and I am so excited. One of my favorite people, someone in my tribe of support, one of my best girls and one of my confidants, the lovely and talented Jana Hall is here. Hey, Britt. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And congratulations for launching your podcast. Thank you, girl. (laughs) You know, we are trying something in here. Very excited. Um, Things were a little bit rocky to get to this this day. But you made it. (laughs) And we are here. We made it. We yes, made it yes, we did. I need to get some uh, sound effects so I don't keep clapping <laughs> by myself. We're going to work on it. We need some producers. It's a working. Hey, any producers out there who want to shine, um, be an intern, <laughs> fertility ain't fair, let me know. Hit me on social media. It's a great um, resume builder. It is. And it, and it shall be. Um, but before we get started, we have a little wine here. We chilled a little wine. We're going to do a little, yes. little cheers to us. Cheers. Woo! Cheers. To being almost done with the week. Ooh. It's a short week. But it feels long. It does. <laughs> it, the short weeks always are they the do. torturous, most That's torturous weeks. That's the devil. You know, but we we making it. But we're here and we're, we're diving in on some, a topic that we clearly both have much to talk about on <laughs> um, today, as you all might have noticed, looking at the, the uh, title, is about being bonus moms and all that comes with that. Um, for those who may be new to our community, we definitely focus on infertility, but also reproductive health and motherhood for all. And by all, we really mean, you know, the many ways that you can really be a mom, because obviously there's several ways to be a mom. And being a bonus bonus mom or a stepmom or a step parent is absolutely one of those ways. So for us, that's clearly a reality in our lives. Yes. So we're here to talk about it real raw and unfiltered. Um, but before we jump into all of that good stuff, um, Jana, tell us how, how do you identify, what are the words that you use to tell who you are and to introduce yourself to, to our, our world? Well, I would say for one, I am Jana, the only one like me. Amen. (laughs) I would say I am an eternal optimist. Mm. I'm a creative brand strategist. An entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and I am a member of many families, both blood and chosen. Oh, I like that. You know, I like the many families, blood and chosen. You know, the chosen is a big one because you know Facts. we talked about being a part of each other's tribe. We both mm-hmm. are bonus moms, so we know that a big part of and you're you know you're married. You know, a big part of life and family is are the people that you choose. Yep. So I'm a member of many families, blood and chosen. I like it. Y'all can use, she's a brand strategist, y'all. <laughs> we'll plug her um, actual business later before we hop off. But um, I love that. So like I said, today we're talking about being a bonus mom in our mm-hmm. case, but bonus dads, bonus siblings, yeah. all of that good stuff. Um, so I wanted to give you guys some background and context as to how I looked at step parenting growing up mm-hmm. um, because I came from a blended family. So my dad was married previous my mom and so I have one sister from that 
And my mom was always, always really adamant about like, that's your sister. Mm-hmm. The whole step thing is yeah. just, it's like we're family, you know, we're family, Period. right? We're Full family, stop. we're blood. That's your sister. That's not your stepsister. The whole step piece was kind of out of our mind growing up. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's your sister. Um, and I think for my mom, you know, as a kid, no doubt she went through her ups and downs, right? Being in that role as an adult, but it wasn't privy to us mm-hmm. as kids. Yeah. Um, Cause she wanted us to be on a United front, obviously, and to not have any, you know, any thoughts that were, you know, not positive when it came to, you know, our relationship with our, our dad mm-hmm. and with each other. Um, and so, you know, she made it really clear that that's your sister. And also for her that when you're in my home, you're my child, yeah. right? Like let's get this whole stepmom thing mm-hmm. is entitled only, but I'm here for you. I love right. you, et cetera. So growing up, that's how I saw it. Now, when I got a little bit older, I saw the movie Stepmom. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh. Girl. <laughs> First of all, shout out to Roberts for her lifelong Oh my gosh. Being fabulous. Oh, for real. She killed the role. She well, did. All the roles. But this one? That was a special. It was a special. special one. Because I felt like I hadn't really seen, that I remember, a movie that really dove into mm-hmm. That side, and like I said it's it's the good and the bad, yeah, and or the challenging. Not that the challenging, I should say, because she really had to navigate through, you know, a divorce happening, mm-hmm. her looking to remarry this man. There's two kids involved. They're relatively, they're not grown. They're mm-hmm. relatively, you know, young-ish. and don't they lose their mom at they some point? Do. And so that's another layer. If y'all haven't seen it. Sorry, it's spoiler alert. <laughs> Oh, dang. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. But if you have not seen it, look it up. Stepmom Julia Roberts. It's always on TV. But it really does show the complexity of this bonus mom life. It's the complexities. Exactly. And I I was happy about the honest look at that. But so, like, growing up singing, I was like, wow, that's hard as hell. Mm -hmm. Like, girl, I could never. And And here we are. here we are. Here we are. Um, (laughs) But I remember, like, after I watched that movie and getting a little bit older, I remember asking my mom, going back and asking her, like, hey. You know, does this look familiar to you? Mm-hmm. Did you have any issues or other issues? And at that point, we were able to have, you know, semi-honest talks about those things for her to open mm-hmm. up a little bit and tell me as an adult. Yeah. You know, but still not wanting to tarnish any thoughts of our family, but being honest about it. But then now, you know, me in my 30s, being in that role, actually, for real, we are able to have those conversations. It'll go to her and ask questions and say, am I tripping? You know, mm-hmm. you're right. <laughs> am right. I, am I all right. here or is it him? Or and you need us? someone who it was you good can to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how I kind of saw it. And, um, I also now have a stepmom, So it's like all full circle. Life's funny that mm-hmm. way. Like, you know, and she's been, you know, loving and supporting and caring and, and, and there from the beginning, even though it was very hard being honest for our family to adjust Mm-hmm. to this new life. Um, I was older. I was like in college, you know, as this is happening and I'm angry and I'm mad mm-hmm. you know, at my parents' marriage not working out, but it has all, you know, over time gotten to a place where people are able to be happy or cordial or okay yeah. with things. And that's a good thing. But I'll talk about the bonus mom thing. So I had never heard this term before. <laughs> I had never heard it. And so I was like, stepmom sounds blah, blah. It sounds old. It does. Or it's like Wicked Witch. <laughs> like, right. Like, who, wants to be a, who wants to be the stepmother? <laughs> like, it's just, right. The Wicked Stepmom. Right? Yeah. I didn't think about the whole, you know, Cinderella or whatever. Yeah. Like the Wicked Stepmom. So like I 
I hated it. And so I remember my therapist a couple of years ago, I, we were discussing my challenges at the time of being in the role for a ver- variety of reasons. And she told me like she had also married um, into uh, with her husband who had kids before her. Mm-hmm. And she'd also had trouble getting pregnant prior to um, as well. Um, and so she said, well, I heard this and I'll pass it along. I've heard of it be a bonus parent instead. And I was like, okay, say more. And <laughs> so she was like, cause you're, you're, you're a bonus. You yeah. are adding something to this family, to this child's life, whether it's love, fun, encouragement, support, like you're an addition to their life. You're not replacing anybody. And I was like that I like. Yeah. Like that yeah. sounds like what I would mm-hmm. like to strive to be. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to be an added bonus. You yeah. don't want to be like the, oh, a that's my pop, stepmom. You know? Yeah. That stepmom. That's, right. that, uh, yeah. When someone calls them their step, that's how you know they don't really mess with them for real. <laughs> it's like, hey, that's my stepdad. Right. That's my stepmom. That's my stepmom. <laughs> it's like a side. It's like off to the side. It's right. Like, like a step. Oh, you're just a step whatever. Right. Like, exactly. You're, just, it's, you're over yeah, here. It's that over minder always. Yeah. So I like that. And so I have tried to pass that along. If I come across someone that's either in the same space or about to be like, hey, mm-hmm. like try this out. How does it feel for you? Maybe not happen for you, but I like it. You know, take it and if you if and you, I, if you I, like I it, clearly adopt took it. it. Yeah, right? adopt yeah. It. Right, pass the word. We're all here to support one another. <laughs> so from that, I think it was was it last year when mm-hmm. we started. Yeah, started yeah. Mm-hmm. So last year we were, of course, in in super COVID, mm-hmm. but we were outside at your pool, yeah, your apartment, <laughs> yeah, um, enjoying a beautiful day. We were catching up. And, you know, ketchup start out real cute. And then you drink a little bit, have some like snacks. And then you're like, girls, what's really happening in my right. life? Right. <laughs> like, I forget the cute stuff. How this are you coping really with happening this? In my life? And I need some help today. Just listen. And, you know, like I said, we're, we were both in various stages of this bonus mom life. And so I think I had said something to the effect of we should have like a club or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> like joking, like we should have a club or a support group, something. And Miss Digital over here right. was like, say less. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. And next thing I knew, we had a whole Facebook, um, a private Facebook group, yeah. Bonus Moms Club. Yeah. And Jenna had some amazing girlfriends in her circle as well who were also either dating, engaged, or married mm-hmm. um, to their um, um, person with kids. And so it was great to have this like instant group of like five women, let's say, who were all in this together. We're yep. all like in our thirties and we're trying to figure it out. Yep. And we're like, how do we do this shit? Right. And we don't know. We'll figure it together. <laughs> so it's been great. And we have, you know, kept in touch and mm-hmm. we'll, you know, we'll share, post pictures. Things. Yes, share yeah. pictures or event mm-hmm. or advice. Yeah. Or, hey, yeah. this is what happened situation. This is what happened. What do you all think about it? How do I navigate this? Mm-hmm. How would you guys handle this? Like, Absolutely. It's delicate dealing yeah. with other people's kids. It is. And so, like, you need that support yeah. to be able to be like, all right, let yeah. me make sure I run it by a couple other people in my situation. <laughs> yeah. And it helps that, you know, one of the girls in there is actually a mom as well. She's Absolutely. a mom and a bonus mom. So yeah. it's like she's able to give us, you know, from both sides mm-hmm. of it. Like, yeah. you know, so, Yeah. I, I love the group. It's been good. It's been good. So yes, if you two would like to be in our, in our private group, just let us know. We'll screen you first. Any bonus moms, yes. bonus dads. Any bonus mom, you know, can come on through. You need some help figuring out how to, to how to navigate this thing. We we are building a community. We are. I like that. We yeah. are. We don't have all the answers. By but any we means. will help each other <laughs> right. get there. Okay? The blind leads the blind sometimes, but we're gonna get there. We will. 
Um, so I guess let's start with, I guess, Jana, tell me and us, like, how, like, what's your bonus mom story? Like, how did you become who you are today? (laughs) Well, so similar to you, I grew up with a stepdad. Um, I did, I, my parents met when I was five and they got married when I was eight. Um, and so, you know, he's been the dad that I've known all my life. I don't think I knew that. Really? I really don't think I knew that. No. Really? No. <laughs> anyway, continue. Well, Ron. See, he is, learned new things. <laughs> Ron is my stepdad. Shout out and to Ron. Shout out to Ron. He's been he's a great bonus dad. Excellent. Um, so much so that, you know, I introduce him as my dad. This is my dad, Ron. That's what I thought. I, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who meets me, unless you know my family story intimately, mm-hmm. like that is my dad. I call him my dad, introduce him as my dad. There is no circumstance under which I call him my stepdad. Mm-hmm. And so I was, this concept of a blended family or a bonus parent was never, you know, it was, it wasn't new to me. I grew Mm -hmm. up with it. And, you know, when my parents got married, when I was eight, we adopted, um, or they adopted my little brother. Mm -hmm. And so again, adding that layer of Mm -hmm. like, this is a chosen family. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was always something that I knew that, you know, whether I wanted to have kids or not, I knew I wanted to adopt because I knew Mm -hmm. the benefit of, you know, being able Mm to bring someone else into your home and love on them and things like that. And, you know, I just stayed open to the idea that someone else that I date might, someone that I date might need, you know, might have kids. Mm -hmm. Is that a deal breaker when I really, I've, I grew up with it and I know, you know, how beautiful it can be. It comes with the struggles, but you know, so I always kept that open mind. And then I met my partner and I was like, (laughs) my friend, when she, before she introduced us, she was like, all right, he has two kids now. (laughs) I would just say, by the same woman, they're two kids. Right, right. They have they they right. have a healthy co-parenting relationship, mm-hmm. but you know, heads up, yeah. it's gonna be two kids coming with this package that I'm trying <laughs> to send your way. Send your way. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I was I was open because at the time I didn't think that I wanted kids of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long time, I said I didn't want to have kids, um, and then, you know, like here you are with. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we, he, our first date, he talked about his children. He loves them so much. And just to see that passion, I was like, you know, I not only want to be with you because I see how great of a dad you are, how much you love your kids, but like, I would be interested in seeing, you know, what it would be like for us to kind of come together as a unit. And so obviously that didn't happen for a while. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure that our relationship was solid and good first. Yeah, yeah. Um but I, I think because I had that question of, do I really want kids? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, I veered, I was leaning towards no. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need to have a man that has kids because I don't want anyone plotting on my uterus. If I, <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> if I, like, cause you know, you know how it is. Yes. As soon as you get married at the wedding, Plotting people are like, on your uterus. when are y'all having a baby? You know, it's, um, I, you know, it's like, it, it's always mm-hmm. this conversation of like, what's next? Mm-hmm. When are y'all having a baby? Mm-hmm. You're going to give him a bit, all this stuff. And you know, when you're with the guy, it's like, so you're going to give me a baby. So I wanted a man who already experienced fatherhood. Yeah. Just in case I stood firm with my, yeah. I don't want kids. Yeah. And I, so I, I stayed it. open. It's funny, our, if you missed it, our <laughs> episode um, prior to this one um, is called Get Out of My Uterus. And so we talked about those questions, those questions, those comments, those, those asks of you 
especially when you're in, you know, gatherings or social events or family mm-hmm. events. And it's just like, people should not feel that comfortable right. probing you on those Why things. are you wondering what's going on in here? You're not Why? funding anything. Not funding. You're not, you're not fucking. fucking. You're not doing anything. <laughs> you're not funding or fucking me. I don't understand why you're concerned with what happens in my body. This? I don't know. Right. Like focus on the cookout. Like what is going on? <laughs> right. But if you missed it, check out that episode. That was um, on episode number two, get out of my uterus. But I think, I feel like what you said, I remember we talked about you saying like, I want someone or I'm open to someone with Mm -hmm. kids because of that reason. And I love that you had already acknowledged in your brain what Mm -hmm. you wanted because you went into a relationship knowing where where you stand. And it wasn't this whole, oh, I don't know. I don't want to feel guilty because Mm -hmm. I might not want to have kids. Like you knew this is where I'm at. If we're meeting together, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. And I even got to a place where I was like, I'm going to lay it all out there on the first date. So on the first, I mean, even before our first date and just Mm -hmm. conversation, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want kids. Like I've been leaning towards no, but you know, with, with the right partner, I might be open. But I wanted to make it clear that yeah. like, if this is a deal breaker for you, then you can go ahead and bounce before I'm invested. Absolutely. <laughs> like That's I don't real. want any surprises. Yeah. So I got to a place where I'm like, if I'm going to be dating, let me be really intentional every step of the way, including the fact that I'm on the fence about having a child. So like, you know, put that out there. Right That's now. it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> On period. With no confusion. With no confusion. Because I just, you know, we're at the point where, well, I don't think you should ever play people, right? Right. <laughs> like, right. Intentionally. Right. But I mean, but we old. We, we in our old. 30s. Right. We have things to get done. We have uh, careers. We have hustles. We mm-hmm. have all kinds of stuff going on. And what we don't need is, you know, someone or wasting our time or wasting someone else's time. We're not on the same page from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've heard of, you know, uh, I heard of a couple literally today. I don't know them personally, but um, they're older, but they... Ended up getting divorced because I guess when they got married, the husband had said, I think that like he wanted to have children and then said he didn't. Yep. And it was like, why are we here? Like, I right. want to have kids. Yeah. You know? So it's like, those are the things you must be talking about. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you put it out there prior to even a first date. It was a conversation. Yeah. Because we should be able, not saying you want to bare your soul to this stranger. Mm-hmm. But these but are things that these are deal are breakers. Core, right. These are core things. Deal breakers, core core things that we need to say where are we at mm-hmm. today. And not be afraid to do that. Exactly. You know? Because it's like, I don't want you picturing our future together and you're like oh she's gonna be a great mom to my kids and then surprise I don't want them (laughs) so it's like you know let me just give you that up front so that however you envision this unfolding you know that that's going to be a factor to consider yeah so I was like I have nothing to lose I've been single out in these streets (laughs) (laughs) if he comes and goes because I don't want to get then I'll be right back where I started right back where where I've lost nothing (laughs) lost nothing That's really, I was at the place, I was like, I have, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I have nothing. I'm just here. I'll give you what I can. <laughs> That's real. And I think, you know, for me, so I'll give you guys, since we haven't discussed it yet on the show, um, kind of my story. Um, so my husband and I met at work, as Jenna knows. And when we met his oldest daughter, um, she was coming to the office, you know, not often, but, you know, she lives in a different city. But when she was in town, she would come to the office, hang out in a cubicle, mm-hmm. like, you know, draw, computer, whatever. Um, and so when we had, we weren't really dating heavy at the time. We were more like really good friends, talking, hanging out, but like coworkers and friends. And so she was there one week and 
we hung out. Um, you know, it's like, I think it was our birthday that week, I want to say. Um, but we, you know, hung out. This is, you know, this is dad's friend, coworker, whatever. Hit it off really easily. No big deal. Okay, cool. Met her. Check. Um, I was not aware at that time that there was another child involved. And so we were, we, you know, go, I don't know how long it was, months, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, into it. And so now at this point we are dating and it's early on, but we're dating, having a good time. And one day we were, um, I think at his place, like one night drinking, having fun. And he's like, out of nowhere, he like looks at me, drunk eyes, right? And he's like, I have a, I have a daughter. And I was like, duh, dummy, I met her. (laughs) How drunk are you, sir? And he was like, no, another one. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, what, what? And so that's how it kind of came about. But, you know, it was a different situation. Mm -hmm. And he was coming to terms with being a dad of two and two different relationships um, and two different cities and and all of that. And so he felt comfortable in that moment to release that information over to me. Um, But it, it, it didn't kick in. Right, like we were drunk. Mm-hmm. We were having the word drunk. It was you woke Friday. up like, what'd you say last night? Wait, did you really mean that? <laughs> was that a dream? Is it coming? Is she born? Right. Like, how old, like, oh, right. how old is she? Where is she? What's mm-hmm. going on? Um, but I mean, he'll he'll tell people that I tried to pray him away, <laughs> but he's lying. <laughs> I was praying to God to say, like, if this man is not for me, right. Let us be done. Mm-hmm. And that's a prayer every woman should be praying. Reasons, right? Like, what? So you don't want to waste people's time. You don't want to get too far invested. Mm-hmm. I don't want to step into this space, inviting kids into our world, and it's not right. Exactly. A lots of reasons. And, but it just kept coming back like, no, this is right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here we are now. So, you know, right. here we are. Right. And it, it, it's been worth it. Um, but it has been difficult. Um, and we'll get into that in a minute, but that's my story. So, you know, dealing with, um, you know, that having, like I said, two kids, two different mothers and, and they're two different cities and like four years apart in age. So just having a lot to juggle, mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout our time over the last almost eight years now. Wow. So like, that's, job. that's, this is where I'm at. <laughs> so <laughs> I know you mentioned dating with kids wasn't a deal breaker for you. Right. Um, because of how, you know, you were raised and you mm-hmm. were open to it and you knew where you were. Um, so when you met the kids, tell us about, I guess, like that, the first meeting with the mm-hmm. kids, how to go, how'd you feel about it prior to that going okay. into it? So he kind of just told me like, I'm not going to put this on you. Like, I'm not going to pressure you. You tell me when you're ready. And so I was very much, I had been in situations before where you meet the kids way too early. Mm-hmm. And like, now the relationship is just y'all being with the kid. Like mm-hmm. there really is no substance to the relationship outside right. of this, like, you know, taking care of this kid. And so I was like, I want us to have a really solid foundation. I want us to know each other. I want us to experience life together. You know, I want us to have a real relationship before we factor in this other component because you know there is and it was really hard because you know there are family vacations that I wasn't able to go on he has a really really big tight-knit family and also you know he and uh the mother of his kids they had an agreement that you know whoever whenever we start dating like we have to meet them before they can meet the kids okay and so you know I was missing out on big moments because I hadn't met her yet because I wasn't ready to take that step 
Um, and, you know, I just wanted to make sure the timing was right. And so, you know, it, it sucked for a while. I'm like, dang, why did I, put, why did I like <laughs> say we should wait a little bit? Um, because, you know, I wanted to go skiing and all those things with his family. And I felt like, you know, he and I were really building something good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, finally I was just like, I think I'm ready. And so he put the message out like, hey, I have someone, you know, let's go ahead and set the meeting up. Mm-hmm. And we ended up meeting like a month earlier than we had initially planned. Right. Um, and so it was kind of like, oh, so, I mean, the kids said, day, okay. <laughs> like, because she needed a favor. Mm-hmm. It was Valentine's Day weekend. She needed a favor. So he was like, sure, I'll keep the kids. But Jana's with me. <laughs> Yep, she is. And so it was just kind of like we were all kind of thrown into the situation where I had been preparing to meet her maybe a month down the road. Mm-hmm. She was pre- also preparing. And then it was like, okay, circumstances have, you know, here we are. And so <laughs> it's so funny because he has a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. And when the first time, like when we all got out the car, Zoe just reached out to me. Oh. And their mom was like, has she met you before? <laughs> Like Zoe, girl, do not get me caught up. You have right. not met me. Always the question. You, you don't know me at all. You're no. a stranger to me. You are a stranger baby to me, okay? I do not know you. She was two at the time. I'm like, I do not know you. And so, um, but you know, I they were young, you know, two and three. So yeah. Yeah. it was very easy for me to kind of build a relationship. At that age, they just want love and they yeah. want fun. Mm-hmm. And they want you to get them snacks. Like they don't care about anything else. And so I, right. I felt pretty lucky in that, like, as long as I'm fun and having fun with them and jumping around with them like they're and gonna have snacks yeah and have snacks pretzels <laughs> they're gonna love me and so the first meeting was great and you know it was really um I had to have the conversation like you know when she when she brought the kids over it was like you know so how long have y'all been together or, you know like mm-hmm. asking these questions and I'm like so what are your expectations of me mm-hmm. as another adult in their life like mm-hmm. asking those questions and really getting you know acclimated and it's so funny because Chris just kind of like stepped back and I'm like <laughs> they usually do so you ain't gonna moderate you're not gonna moderate this no. conversation no, <laughs> but, it, but it went great. Like there was no awkwardness. Like it went, it went great. And the kids, we just jumped into play mode and I like to think I'm good with kids. So, you know, yeah. we just had, we had a great time and it was, it was a very seamless introduction. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm very much so like he is absolutely the, the primary. They're mm-hmm. older, obviously, you know, so you have younger kids yeah. they're older. So usually they're, one busy, they have their own schedules. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when we see them, it's either going to be at our house, you know, he'll get them, bring them here and we'll hang out here. Or it's going to be like him visiting one of them kind of solo for a day, hanging yeah. out for the day, coming home. And I think I had to learn that <laughs> I think in the beginning, I just want to be known, right? Like I'm here, I'm his girl, you know, don't mess with me. <laughs> right. Just be an extra. Right. But I mean, you have to, you have to, you it's know, fine, it's fine line. It is. I mean, but it, I think it's natural to want to kind of like make it clear. Make, like, it, make it like a, a, I a line the same. Like I'm not going anywhere. Right. We have future plans. Mm-hmm. I'm not some fly by night girlfriend, right. like, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I think I had to also kind of grow up in this role and, and, pick my battles Mm -hmm. and also realize that I'm here to support him be the best dad he can be. Yeah. If I die Mm -hmm. tomorrow, these kids still need the father. Exactly. It's not about me. It's about, it's about him, his kids and their future relationship. Are you my therapist? Child, listen. Okay. I'm just checking. One day I could be. Are you Dr. Collins? (laughs) 
thought I was on Fertility Ain't Fair podcast. I did not know I was at wellness counseling. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to therapy. Oh my God. But yeah, no, I, it took a while to get there though. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sitting here saying it. I'm like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's been <laughs> eight years. Wow. And it took me through therapy to like understand that. Cause she was like, you, you are the support. Mm-hmm. You're the backbone. You, you need to be there, but you have to understand that he needs to lead a lot of yeah. situations. Yeah. And then you have to, you know, support that decision. Mm-hmm. You may not like it. It may not be what you would decide. It may not be your style. None of that. Right. But it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as long as you are being included and not respected and, you know, it's not saying just give it all over and you're not part of the equation, but it's a very fine line between, you know, asserting yourself for selfish reasons to be known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm, I'm here. Say, I am now the, I'm right. Wife. Right. <laughs> you know, no, it's it's about, okay, how can I support him be the best dad he can be? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's including myself. Sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes yeah. it's like, no, you go, you enjoy that time with your, with your, with your daughter. Mm-hmm. They need that one-on-one time with you. Yeah. You know, so, but it's a work in progress. Every single day. It is. is I mean, it's a challenge. <laughs> it's something, and it's something you have to constantly be mindful of. Always. Yeah. Like, how am I, how am I, you know, even talking to them? Like, mm-hmm. let me make sure my tone is right. You know, if right. there's this constant, like, not game that you have to play, but you kind of have to just make sure that you're doing things. You're always quote, thinking right. about it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you don't want to walk on eggshells, like, in your own home. <laughs> right. But you also have to be aware and conscious. And respectful of the, of the dynamic. Of course. Of course. So we had, so our wedding weekend, we got married on a Sunday. Um, and at the rehearsal, there was like all this commotion happening. And I really don't, I remember parts of it, but I was also being shielded from it. Mm-hmm. And so his youngest, I guess, kind of had a meltdown. And it was kind of out of nowhere. I say out of nowhere because she was coming up here really frequently. She knew it was happening for a while. It wasn't a, we were engaged mm-hmm. for two years. It was a long engagement. Right. We bought a house in the, in the middle of that. Like it wasn't a surprise mm-hmm. thing or any of that. And so I had never known it to be an issue or, you know, or, or hurt feelings or any of that. Um, but I guess for whatever reason, you know, it kind of just all came out um, at the rehearsal and so I just remember, I think the next day or two, I was like, wait, what happened <laughs> on Saturday? And I was like, you know what? Maybe I could have handled that differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was kind of angry about like, you know, what in the world's going on? But in the moment, just because of so much happening. It was an adjustment for her and she probably didn't, you It was know, a lot to take maybe. Yeah. It was overwhelming. And I was like, you know, I think I had told my husband, like, at the end of the day, we could have sat her down together yeah, and we could have discussed it and we could have asked if there were any feelings or, or, or issues or anything. Um, we've definitely had our fair share of things to discuss over the years and issues and, and personal, just personalities or whatever else not getting along. Um, but, you know, I just was like, you know, that's a, a look back point. We were like, okay, how could that have been different? Mm-hmm. And regardless, if even we had a conversation, she still could have felt in that moment overwhelmed. Right. Right. It might right. have alleviated it. Mm-hmm. But I think I would have felt better like, hey, remember we talked about this. We right. sat down. We had a conversation. And even including her in it, like this is a big step right. for all of us. Like right. this is going to be something new for yeah, that we're all experiencing yeah. together. Yeah. So exactly, it's and not like, an us against part. you, but it's like right, all of, all of us together. And I think you know her being involved in the wedding because they were both, of course, in the wedding. So mm-hmm. maybe explaining that, 
you know, oldest is she's 14 now. So it was for her. She's like, yeah, excited. You know, right. um, she was there when we got engaged. Um, she knew what was going on. She was, she was positive and she was happy about it. So it's just, a, they're just different situations. So mm-hmm. navigating them a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, I think I got, you know, kind of used to the oldest and navigating things one way, but they're different kids. So at the end of the day, you know, different situations require different or different personalities mm-hmm. and emotions require different needs. And yeah. so it's like a, a look back moment, like, oh, we could have handled that differently, mm-hmm. but things are all good at the moment. So we'll just leave that right there. <laughs> um, so I think, were there any for you immediate growing pains that you remember, like early on, like things that you were like, yeah, that was, that was difficult. That was kind of hard. Hmm. I think, <clears throat> excuse me. I think the biggest, um, outside of like potty training, cause like I said, there were two <laughs> yeah. and three and you know, we were trying to like reinforce everything at your apartment. <laughs> At my apartment, my couch. If you put a, a a black light on that thing, like it has it has it has had so many toddler. The poor velvet, you know, poor the velvet, velvet couch has been through it. It wasn't but, for kids. It was no. A kid it wasn't a. I didn't know him when I when I got I that couch. It was just for you. You know, it was for me, and you know, it was to spill liquor on, and you know, it was now that there's pee and apple juice on there. Yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I think the biggest challenge was really like knowing my role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wanting to be respectful of the fact that these are his kids and he's also new-ish to this parenting journey and he's trying to build, especially as they, you know, understand more and, you know, like they need to, know, he needs to be able to implement things the way that he wants to do yeah. them. And so it's like trying to find this balance between how do I if they're going to be in my space. And I had this conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Thanks to their, my therapist, like help me navigate. How do we have this mm-hmm. conversation? But it was like, okay, if I'm going to be in their life to the point where I'm responsible for them, responsible for them eating, getting them to bed, potty training them, these things, like I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for them in yeah. a major way when they're, when they're with me, mm-hmm. how much say do I have yeah. in how, they get disciplined. Now I would never put my hands on anyone's kids. I don't believe in beating children, but you know, like what are some ground rules that we can establish that, you know, when we're in my space versus when they might be at home or when they might be with, you know, other family members. And so I really wanted to, I had to talk to him and just say, you know, I want to feel heard. You know, if I feel like something, you know, they should, you know, we should have this type of rule. I want to feel like I have the space to say that I think this is best for us in this situation. And so it took really me kind of figuring out like, how do I balance like being, you know, encouraging him to be, you know, step into his own as a dad. And also like, we're doing this together. Also we're a team. So like, where does, where does daddy end and team begin? Right. And so I think like, and that's still something that I try to very, I, I try to be very mindful, even when, you know, disciplining them now, I'm like, what does your daddy say? Didn't your daddy tell you da da da? da? <laughs> yeah. You know, so it all goes mm-hmm. back to him. And so I'm able to kind of so disciplining was really difficult because also they're children, they're toddlers. So, you know, I was Googling in all these little <laughs> groups. Like I'm trying to right. figure out like how do I right. best, you yeah. know, talk to the, you know, talk to them. Mm-hmm. And so that was the biggest thing was like figuring out how to have a healthy dynamic with them. I don't want to scare them off and make them think that I'm this mean lady. I know. You know, but also like, I want to be able to say like, that's not okay. Right. And, you know, and be mindful and respectful of the rules that their mother has put in place. Right. um, In addition to Chris. And now what does that look like at my 
house right. or when we're all together. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Discipline always is a question, whether it's right. your kids or, right. or your stepkids or whatever. It's right. like, how are we going to do this together and reinforce the values we want to have? And it's mm-hmm. even more difficult when you're trying to reinforce various values. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And I think for us, I mean, one was scheduling. That was, mm-hmm. and I, it's still a work in progress. It's gotten better, I think. Um, and I, same as you, I, I wanted to be heard. And it's it was hard though. It's it's It, it has been hard to bring up certain conversations because those are your kids and it's already hard in general to sometimes talk to parents about their kids or about a difficult or sensitive mm-hmm. situation right and when they're not yours right like because they're they're not yours mm-hmm. even though you are helping to raise them it's even harder sometimes and I felt like I had to walk around topics a lot of times, or I kept quiet a lot of times mm-hmm. early on. I would journal, I would go to therapy and talk about it. Yeah. But it got to the point where we had to, we actually went to couples therapy years later um, because there were just these large like bubbles of, of things really around the kids that I just felt like I couldn't <laughs> talk to him about without it being or coming off a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to feel like I was attacking him or that I was trying to take over right. or I was trying to do too much in his kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would try things like, hey, like, here's the calendar. Let's put some things right. down. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's just, it's, it's in my nature, right? Mm-hmm. But once again, they're not my kids to make schedules for. Right. You know, right. I think I should be respected and heard and included to know what's going on mm-hmm. in our home, mm-hmm. right? Because even if it's a guest or anyone coming, like you should know what's going on. Right. But I also had to relinquish some of that power that mm-hmm. I wanted or that control. Yeah. It's control. That I wanted yeah. because it just felt, I felt out of control in my own home for a couple of years. And there would be times where, you know, I would just shut myself into my room. And I think at that time it was a lot, a lot going on. Obviously, I, and we'll get into this in a minute. But just the whole, you're trying to, you know, figure out what your what your role is mm-hmm. in this bonus mom situation. Um, he was never looking for a stepmom. My dad wasn't either. It wasn't like I'm like I got a final wife, right? Right. You fall in love with who you love, and then right. And it's like he's never necessarily. He'll ask me for a couple things, but in general, he's never asked me to do anything specific, you know, in this role. He's, he's like, these are my kids, like mm-hmm. my job, you know, like, I'm glad that you're here to be a part of these things, but you know, I gotta do, I gotta do regardless. Right. Um, and that's, if I can just interject, yeah, like that's something that <clears throat> my therapist has had to work with me um, with for a, a few different situations, <clears throat> but you know, that control thing, mm-hmm. And there, there's so many times where she stops me and she's like, I got nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. I got nothing to do with Fast. you. That, that the other thing too, that nothing to do with you. Nope. Nothing that, that, not that either. And so I learned this concept of triangulation where I was trying to draw a line that really didn't exist. Like, you know, like we are not in many cases a triangle. Right. Like he has to deal, he's co-parenting with her. He also has a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. There's not much space. Like there's a, a really fine dotted line. Dotted line, right? It's dotted a it's line. a it's a faint dotted line between me and her. You right. know, and right. so it's yeah. just like what thing? Because like you said, 
if, if we pick up and leave tomorrow, they're still dealing with each other for the next 18 plus years. Plus. So it's like I had to understand, okay, what things are them mm-hmm. and where is their overlap for it to impact our relationship? Right. And so like, I had to really identify, like, you know, if certain things mm-hmm. bothered me, is this a them problem? Right. Does this really affect me? I can have an opinion about it, but do I need to say something? Right. And that right. I think right. having that barrier, I just, I, I swear, like my therapist, I need to send her <laughs> gifts regularly. But, you know, I think a good thing that has really, you know, helped in my relationship is that I have this person who I can filter my problems to before sure. I bring them to him. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's so many times, the majority of the time, I don't even bring them to him yep. because I've worked them out already. <laughs> right, right. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's solved. I, yeah. I know how to, you know. But it was really, you know, what things really affect me mm-hmm. and what things don't. Like yeah. one thing is, you know, before he travels, he has to give a certain amount of a notice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that affects me because that affects how we can travel. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's happening with his kid and, you know, certain things like that. Like that's that's out of my control. Yeah. So, you know, I just focus on, okay, does, what really impacts me in our relationship and what is just me having an opinion on what goes on between them. That's good. It's them, us, and me. Yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. Them, and it's like, you know what? This is a conversation for the bonus mom chat. This, I, ain't even, <laughs> I ain't even gonna text them. I won't even bring it up. I ain't even gonna bring it up. <laughs> let me just let it. me just talk it through. I went to therapy, went to my bonus mom yes. chat. Now we yes. can just go on about our lives peacefully. <laughs> I know, and I I so wish we would have had this chat come six years Ooh, ago. <laughs> it probably alleviated a lot of a um, lot. discussions and um discrepancies yes. in opinion because I said so my mom is there right like she understands but I'm not gonna bring her everything you know what I mean I'm not gonna bring right. her every single issue every single problem and even if I did we still see them differently and so we have in of different situations so you know I, it was it was hard because at that time I didn't have I'm trying to think now I mean I have you obviously at that time, I didn't have, like, early on, mm-hmm. I didn't really have anyone that I felt comfortable kind of bearing it all to right. when it came to this situation. Um, I definitely had talked to a cousin because she was a bonus mom. My sister's a bonus mom as well. Um, but other than that, I mean, I just didn't feel like I, and I wasn't in therapy just yet. And so it was just a lot. Um but I guess we've talked about a lot of things, but what's one of your, I guess, best moments so far oh. in your bonus mom life? <laughs> it actually happened um, this past weekend. Oh. So um, sometimes if my mom is off or if I have a light work day, we will keep the kids. So the mom will bring them to my house or they'll bring them to my mom's house. And so I kept the kids at my mom's house last Friday. And, you know... Son is upstairs doing his thing, watching <laughs> Superwire, whatever he watches on TV. And um, so me and Zoe, we're downstairs. And she's like, let's go outside. So I'm like, okay, let's go outside, put our shoes on. And I'm like, you know, we're I'm all for it. And we're walking down the steps. And she just like stops in the middle of the steps. She says, I love you. Oh, and I was like, oh precious God, baby. <laughs> And she said it to me like 10 times this weekend. Oh, God. Like so many different moments where like, you know, I'm getting dressed and I'm putting my makeup and like, 
she asked me like, can I have some makeups? Oh. And so like I like put a little like Fenty highlighter on her face. And, like <laughs> I, I clean it up before we leave the house. But you know, like those kind of moments, yeah. it's like, you know, me being able to share things with her. And so like she has, she would just come to me and say, I love you, Jana. So I love sweet. you, Jana. Jana, you're my best friend. And so it's like those moments where it's like, you know, and I think that's also why, and I know this is the question for later, but like, what made me be open to having yeah, kids of my own. Go ahead and get into it, girl. <laughs> so, you know, I said I didn't want to have kids of my own, but, like, you know, seeing the bond. And, you know, I have to be, you know, if I could be, you know, candid and selfish and, like, just out there, you know, it was like I'm seeing the bond that I'm building with these little kids and how much I love them. Mm-hmm. What would that be like if I had my own? And also mm-hmm. this, like, bit of jealousy of, like, they already have a mom. Even knowing how much we play, we get along, we have these moments of affection, all these things, they already have their number one. Yes. And like, she is irreplaceable. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just like that, you know, that twinge of like, oh. They're not yours. They're not mine. You know? And so it's just like, if I have this much love for a kid that's not mine, what would it feel like Mm -hmm. to have my own? And so, you know, that's something that I hope that I get to experience one day. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful that I got to experience a fraction of the type of love that a parent has. And I could see how people say it's hard, but it's so rewarding because <laughs> yeah. when you're thick of potty training and it's like, did you just pee again? Oh, so you just gonna, you just gonna poop on yourself. All and you don't place. care. Cause you, you watch, okay? you watch the tablet. You don't mind. <laughs> you're sitting you chilling. You're you chilling. Chillin and looking unbothered, like not even, <laughs> doesn't even care. And so it's just like, you know, through all of that and like the frustration that comes with it and trying different things and like, you know, really, it's like, I see why parents say this is rewarding because at the end of the day, when they laugh at you or they smile at you, it's just like, you my little boo. (laughs) I fucks with you. I fucks with you, little little baby. Little baby, little ball baby. I love it. I think, um, we're going to the kids thing. Um, I mean, obviously for me, my, my biggest challenge has been over these eight years has been navigating my emotions and my thoughts while being a bonus mom and trying to conceive mm-hmm. um, and, and failing at conceiving. Yeah. And there's nothing in this world that can prepare you for what that shit feels like mm. to mentally, I mean, physically, yes, you're going through it. It's, it's, it's taxing. It's. It's a lot. It's mm-hmm. hormones. It's it's a lot. But your mental is so in overdrive yeah. at all times. And to add that layer of, you know, having these kids. And I have been jealous, angry, mm-hmm. depressed. And, like, there were days, like I said, that I didn't want to be around anyone. Like, I remember distinctly um, being in our home now. And it was summertime. And, like husband had the kids here and all the girls and also like nieces and nephews were here Mm -hmm. and everyone's having a good time. And so I just hear kids, you know, playing, laughing, whatever. And I was miserable. I literally was in our room door shut, like under the covers. And I was Mm. saying I needed some me time, but in reality I was depressed, angry and jealous because I did not have a kid Mm. in the house at my house. Right. (laughs) That was laughing and playing and having a good time. Mm. And that shit was hard. And I was just upset that my body was failing me mm. with my husband, who I choose, I chose to be with right. and chose to start a life with. 
while on the flip side, he so easily was able to have kids mm-hmm. with two people that he didn't choose forever. And not with me. Yeah. And it's just like, so there's nothing that can prepare you for what that looks like or feels like. And I, I had to admit, like, it was hard. But if I'm being really honest, like I said, it wasn't fair to him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fair to the kids a lot of times. Um, cause I couldn't be there emotionally or mentally. I didn't even want to be there physically for real, you know, I'm at my own house. So I'm here, but you know, it it wasn't fair to them, but I also had to deal with those emotions because if I had not, Mm -hmm. I don't know where I would have been. Like if I had not started therapy for multiple reasons, but that was absolutely a large part of me going, um, in the beginning, it's real. Like therapy yeah. is real. Therapy has got me to a better place. Mm-hmm. It's allowed me to navigate through negative self-talk mm-hmm. a lot. Um, of course, through anxiety, through depression, and to kind of free myself from those things. And not saying it's like, oh, it's done. I'm, I'm over it. Right. But no, it's like you're... I could be there tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can tap back so in anytime you need to. Yeah. I will slip and slide my ass right down. <laughs> But, but did, you, did you give yourself space to sit in those feelings and not apologize for them? You know what? When I was going through my hardest emotional patches so far, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't I didn't recognize it as grief. I didn't recognize it as jealousy or depression. I recognized it as anger and anxiety. And um, sadness mm-hmm. and hurt. Mm-hmm. I felt hurt by him when he had not betrayed me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he did nothing to me. All these things happened prior to him even knowing who the hell I was. Mm-hmm. And so I think for him, it was hard sometimes. I don't want to speak for him because I'll definitely have my husband on the show coming up soon. But it was hard for him to understand how I could be jealous and mad and angry at a situation that one, I said yes to, because I did. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that I I said yes, I want to move forward. I'm I'm committed to this. And also a situation where I wasn't a factor until much later. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was hard for him to understand that. And I think I sat there one day and I was like, I was like crying and like probably screaming, like, I'll never have your first kid, I'll never oh, have your second kid. And that was hurtful to me. But I could not be mad at that man. Right. He right, because he didn't I, it do was anything. Me. But I yeah. was upset, you know, at where I was, but it was not his fault. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, therapy got me to a place where I could have conversations, acknowledge, and do that part. So do the acknowledgement part. Call it what it is. That was depression. It was jealousy. It was hurt. It was all those things, and you're entitled to every single one of yeah. them. You know, yeah. you don't have to because it's we I think we think sometimes because well I shouldn't feel that way mm-hmm. that I I have to just not feel that way. It's like and well, that, no, but that doesn't you help. Know. You know, like it's like I shouldn't feel that way. Okay, but I do. But so I now do. what? But so I now do. what? I'm there. I'm in it. And so it, yeah, you have to just do let yourself it? like be in it. Be there. I just be in that in that dark it was a dark space. Like be in that space. Um but yeah, more on that. 
in the future episode because we can go down the path. That's an episode, and it's uh, and it, that's, we'll do a part two. Chef. That's a whole. I mean, but for real though, it's, like it was it was a lot. And I think you know, even you know, you obviously have it's a, a whole a deeper layer with you know dealing with infertility, but like with this, you know, even with the struggles that we have in this bonus mom life, it's like mm-hmm. not judging. Right. Our feelings. Yeah, for sure. We feel what we feel. Yeah. And, you know, feelings feelings may not be facts, but they are valid and we feel them for a reason. And so I think that it, it prolongs the healing process when we just like write it off with, I shouldn't feel this way. Right. Cause it's like, but I do. Now what, now what do I do? You know, it's like, how do I handle these emotions? And so I think the first thing is like not judging ourselves for feeling how we feel. Yeah. Finding the validity in them mm-hmm. and then, you know, figuring out, okay, what do I need to, what's my plan of action right. to- Right, how do I move through this? Right, Not exactly. Exactly. Through Sit it. in it for a bit. Through it. And yeah. then figure out how to move through it. But yeah, I think, you know, I'm yeah. I'm happy that you have, you know, therapy and your tribe to kind of help you through that. But yeah. I just wanted to make sure that you're not- judging yourself or feeling those things not anymore no yeah. I, I think i was then for sure so i wasn't acknowledging what it was mm-hmm. i wasn't calling it i don't think i knew what it was yeah i was like why am i just mm-hmm. i mean and grin like i said hormones or whatever else emotions are are tied into it but at the end of the day i was i still was depressed i yeah. still was yeah angry i still was jealous like and i said it and i had to i had to come to grips with saying it out loud and to say it to my husband like hey confession you know I'm jealous at times that my husband has two kids already. <laughs> Period. Yeah. There it is. That's not true. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have moved through it and, you know, we have gotten stronger. Oh, you know, through it. But that was my truth. And that little negative or that little piece of information pops up every once in a while in my mm-hmm. head. I got to brush it aside now. Right. Because I know how to deal with it now. But that was a really hard want to get over and I said I think the concept of well you signed up for this mm-hmm. it's like but yeah but I didn't know at that time right that it was gonna be a struggle. I was gonna have a struggle I didn't know at that time what it what it was gonna feel like mm-hmm. I had no I told I had no crystal ball right to look in the future and know this is what it was gonna feel like and be like and like I said nothing could have prepared me for this mm-hmm. but to be in it so yeah. we're in it but in you know it. I said wouldn't change a thing about it um, but to acknowledge where we are mm-hmm. and how we got here is really, really important. How far we've come, yeah. quite honestly. Um, and I know you mentioned future family planning, and I know that you're now on a on a different wave, and that you know you're open now yeah. to possibly having your own children, God willing, and all of those good things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's definitely a shift. It a is. Shift. I was definitely on the like. I just want to travel. I don't want that level of Still do. Right. Still do. <laughs> Let's be Still want to travel. We still want to travel. Chris. But I think that... <laughs> right. Okay. But I think that the thing that has changed is also like looking at what... Looking at motherhood differently and, and really realizing that I can create my own rules. And so if that means spending a little extra money on a babysitter while I travel that can travel with me, yes. then maybe I just need to take a, take on a few more clients yes, so that I can make that happen. You know, but like yeah. really like what are the hang... And I had to, you know, think like what are the hangups I have about motherhood? Mm-hmm. Do those have fixes? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and a lot of times they do. And I won't be, you know, ashamed 
of wanting to use, you know, have the resources to make motherhood easier mm-hmm. for me, um, you know, so that I can continue to do things that I like, because yeah. I do see the benefit of, you know, of motherhood. I see how it enriches your life, but I also don't want to feel like I'm grieving this past life that I had. So Absolutely. how can I make, how can I merge the two? Yeah. And so if I just need to bring in some extra money, then I'm just going to be working a little hard this month, you know, like, so, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm open now to just to having the resources that I need to make motherhood an experience that I that you want. want instead of just feeling like it's just a sentence that you're, you have to have forever, you know, <laughs> like, um, and then of course I found out. I think at the beginning of 2021 that I had fibroids. Yes. Yep. I had my period was like a month long. And I'm like, this ain't even spotting. Like, this is full on tragedy. Period. Tragedy. What is going on? And so I went to the, I went to the um actually my um uh, my mom was giving me a pap smear and she's, she's a whole doctor. <laughs> like, wait, let's practice. I walk into her office she's like she's a whole doctor, not randomly giving her a pap smear. Right. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah. So she's the primary care physician. So like, yes. you know, I was in her office one day and I was like, Ma, can you give me a pass me? Like, it's just been a while since I had one. Mm. And she was like, okay, this feels kind of, mm, I feel something here. Mm. Mm, feel something here too. Okay. I'm just going to send you in for ultrasound just to see what's up. And um, ended up getting the ultrasound and found out that I had fibroids and cysts. And it was like, you know they were like hiding behind some stuff mm-hmm. and it was like, Oh, you have two quarter size. And, you know, I have, you know, friends who've had much larger, yeah, but just sure. the idea of like, oh, yeah. there is something foreign in me and I'm freaking out because I'm like, okay, so we found these cysts, mm-hmm. all this, like my period's going crazy. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, so are you, are you, do you have a partner? And I'm like, <laughs> Yes, but we're literally a few oh, months God. in. She's like, well, I'm just, you know, you're 31. I think you just need to think about, you know, having kids sooner rather than later. I just met this man. Can I, I, can I man. have some time? I'm only 31. Stop plotting my uterus, doctor. I know this is your job, but like, I need you to back back. Oh, my God. And so, yeah. you know, it was it was really scary for me because I was like, oh, my gosh, what's happening to my body? What's going on? And then I find out that. So many of my girlfriends have had fibroids. Raise his hand. And like, it's just like, oh, so we all just, no one's talking about this shit. Like, so we're all just around here, just walking around with fibroids and cysts and no one's saying a word. No one's saying a word. And so that was comforting. You know, I have a a friend who was like, it it happens to so many black women. It's okay. You're, you are okay. Don't feel like you need to go ahead and get pregnant by this man tomorrow. You are fine. Like (laughs) you are okay. Right. Right. But, you know, that also, you know, it's different to say, I don't want kids because I don't want kids. It changes when it's like the choice is taken or made for you. Absolutely. And so that kind of just made me be like, all right, like, do I want to have a kid and then find out the lifestyle that works for the both of us, Mm -hmm. me and the kid? And I guess the father too. (laughs) The daddy. Right. (laughs) Um, Do I want to have a kid and just figure out how to adjust like millions and millions of women do? Or do I say no and stand firm in this permanent decision to not ever have them? Mm. Um, You know, like, and I think that it's, you know, I I just didn't know how I would feel about the decision to be like, no, I'm never going to have them. And then 10 years from now, I'm like, damn. Yeah. 
Yeah, no kids left. <laughs> no eggs left. No eggs. <laughs> no eggs. Right, dry right. We fully dry. It's like dry. clean out the carton, dry. Oh my god. Um, and so you know that what made that's what made yeah. me really open to it. And so now you know, my, Chris and I, we talk all the time about you know what our you know our kid and like what life would look like and things like that. And I hope that when that time comes, we're able to have them. Um, and you know, I know birth control is a whole other issue, and it's just like you know, I. Not trying to get pregnant now, but I'm not trying to get off. You know, I'm not trying to get off now. I'm not trying to get off birth control now because I don't want to be pregnant. Right. But how are these drugs impacting my body, and is it making it harder for me to? You know, so it's like all of these things. As we get older, it's like question mark. It's like thirty five with that magical number. Right. I don't feel like anyone ever told us that. Right. Like, why were we not talking about freezing our eggs like twenty five? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, it's not a conversation until it's too late, and you need the money now to do it. You know, like, and. So, um, you know, it's just all those things that factored into me changing my mind was just that fear that the decision might be made for me and I didn't want that. So, you know, when the time comes, I pray to the Lord that it will be, it will happen smoothly. Um, But for now, we riding with these two. Yes, the babies. Well, I just want to end with advice for future or current bonus moms. I'll I'll give my little tidbits and I'm going to chime at the end Mm -hmm. as well. Um, mine are real quick. Therapy for yourself and as a couple is a good thing. Yes. And we had two different therapists. I already had my individual one and we found someone we both liked for um, our couples therapy and it was awesome. And, and to this day, my husband still references her. Um, if we need to go back, we're going back to her. She's phenomenal. And he's even said he was so comfortable with her and he is open to going on his own now, which mm. was not even in the realm. That's amazing. Before we started talking about it. So Ooh. that's wonderful. Um, I'll also say, as I mentioned earlier, like to remember that you are there usually, or I'll say in my case, in a, in a supportive role. There are definitely times when bonus parents are literally the parent, right? Because we have all different circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I'm in, I, I'm in no way to form saying this is the only way to do it. I'm just saying in, in my case and what I have learned, what I have seen is that for me in my household, it was best to take one up more supportive role than a lead role mm-hmm. when it came to what was happening with the kids and our, our, and our life and, and that kind of thing. Um and the last thing is just to get a strong support circle, mm-hmm. like not a gossip circle. No, <laughs> you need people who are going to be real with that you. Dark path, girl. Right. Um, but a support circle, and it could be like it could be like us. Like we we bonded over several things, but over this thing, and now we have other people involved with it. It could be virtual. It could be social media, a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. They're out there. So, or it could be a physical group at yeah. this point. But like, find your support circle. It doesn't have to be your friends it could be strangers um that could be easier sometimes mm-hmm. um, i'm in several facebook groups now i don't know any of these women but i felt and it makes so it easier blessed. to talk when you it know does. that no one knows your situation no one knows your situation unless you tell them they don't know you more than likely it's a huge group across the country the world and so it's easier so that's my tidbit what you got there <sighs> well i will i will lead with your your number one as well therapy mm-hmm. is is a must mm-hmm. It is, it, you know, I, I, this is my healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And I, Amen. and I attribute it to, I mean, therapy gives a lot of the props mm-hmm. because I think that it's so helpful. Like as a bonus mom, you're feeling all the feels, you have opinions, 
you have, you know, feelings about, you know, what it means, you know, what your role is. There's just so many layers to like this bonus mom life and you need someone to bounce it off of mm-hmm. who is not your partner yeah. because you will damage your relationship with these small little dinks. And Absolutely. one thing that we have, my therapist told me, gave me this like rule. She was like, you have three hills to die on. Mm. Only three. So choose them wisely. <laughs> and that really helped me choose which things are arguments, which things are discussions, which things are, I'm just not going to bring up at all, which things are like, Hey, heads up, you know, I feel X, Y, Z way. Just want to let you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that having those three hills to die on really allows us to have only the important, important conversation. You know, like Mm -hmm. we make those important conversations are like, all right, this is going to be a hill. And that prevents a lot of the small bickering you know, we don't argue, we yeah. don't raise our voice, you know, like, cause we, we are, you know, we're very careful to, we have three, three hills to die on. And I don't want to, you know, feel some type of way today about what's going on with the kids. Right. And now I've done blown up and made that a hill when really we got some bigger fish to fry down the road. And yeah. so I think like one, having a therapist who you can bounce things off of as they come versus throwing it all on your partner. And now mm-hmm. y'all have been like, y'all don't even know what problems real was not because y'all just been bickering right. all the time. Right. Pick a hill to die on. Like, so, you know, decide when it comes to the kids, what are the things that you must have? Like, I need to have a say in how they're disciplined. Right. I need to have a say in, like, mm-hmm. you know, when tablet time can go and whatnot. You know, like, yeah. pick pick your things of, like, I need to be able to you have a say. Yeah, yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. And then I would also say, you know, um, build a community, but also be open to making your own rules. I think that with this life, it's kind of, you know, it's kids we don't know, uncharted territory. Like it's different when they're your kids and you're like, oh, she get that from me. Right. She get that from me. <laughs> right. But it's like you're dealing with, yeah. you know, kids that are part of someone else. And so they come with a lot of yeah. things that they've just inherited. And so it's like, be open to how you deal with your, you know, how you deal with the kids there are no rules. I think you just have to find a rhythm that works for you and yeah. to get to know the kids. I think that we try to just, you know, I'm a stepmom or I'm this or I'm that, but it's like, get to know the kids and see what they like, see how they respond to certain things and create your own rules based on what works for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's kind of helped me be more confident too. in my role as a bonus mom, because we've made our own rules. We have, the kids and I have a completely different way of interacting than they even do with their dad. Yeah. And so like we've built our own relationship. And so I think that that was more important for me to like, forget about what books are so, you know, say you have to do or like Mm -hmm. what's commonly, you know, done and think about what makes sense for me and this kid. Yeah. And I think that that's how you have a healthy relationship is when they don't feel like you're trying to force something on them, but right. the relationship is organic and it's built yeah. organically. I love it. Yes. Woo, we have learned a lot, girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. It has been, it has been, I mean, ways. oh my gosh, girl, who would have thought like, advice. <laughs> child, I am, I'm still learning and I'm every single day and I lean every on you day. a lot for, you know, how do you handle this? I know that my kids are younger, but you have navigated this journey very gracefully I'm glad you see it that way. I do. I do. You've never, (laughs) you've never come to me and been like, fuck these kids, fuck this man, fuck this house. (laughs) I'm going to see you in Aruba, girl. I'm leaving everything behind. 
Like, you know, you've, you've nah, handled it well and you've been, not. you've been able to, especially like in the group chat, you know, the bonus moms club, like, I appreciate that you, you make the effort to check in. Like if it's been mm-hmm. a while, you're like, Hey y'all, how we doing? Still alive? <laughs> how we doing? And then it's like, <laughs> and then somebody chiming in like, Lord, the kids here for the summer. Somebody chiming, you know? So it's like, yeah. you know, so I, you know, yeah. I appreciate you, you know, making sure that we all have those temperature checks where we remember that we have each other, even if it's been a while. Yeah. That's what we're all here for. Yes. Yeah. So Jenna, how can people find you on social? And of course, plug your business. Yes. And support amazing women on our show as well. <sighs> yes. Well, I, like I said, I'm a brand strategist, but uh, I run Leap Innovative Group, a creative digital marketing and brand development agency. And um, I'm on Instagram, Jana M. Hall, J-A-N-N-A-M Hall. And my business is leapinnovativegroup.com if you are in need of some marketing branding needs. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's it. That's how you can find me. I also have Listen, that's fine. the Forever Fun Employed <laughs> podcast. We're on a bit of a hiatus right now, but Forever Fun Employed is like where I just share my professional journey advice and, you know, all those things. So. That's where you can find me, girl. Thank you for sharing. I'm so glad you were here. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I This is the first time that I've ever spoken about being a bonus mom in any type of public space. It's just, you know, my family and friends know, of course, his family, like they're there Same. every step of the yeah. way. But like, I've never really talked about it publicly. I don't post them, obviously. But like, you know, it's, it's one of the biggest parts of my life, especially as I think about, you know, what my next years look like, what my next moves look like. Mm-hmm. It all... Everything involves the three of them. And so I'm just happy that you provided the space for me to talk about it. It's very cathartic. It has felt good. It hasn't felt, it felt good. It's just felt good. This whole time has felt good. Yes. Um, but I'm happy for you. So I, I am Thank happy you. for you. I am proud of you. I'm glad that you are happy and that you are also navigating this amazing, in an amazing way. Um, so I'm just proud of you as well. Thank you, boo. Very proud of you. I know, right? Tears, we doing it. We grown. Wine. We are so grown. We're let so me, grown. Let up. me pour oh some wine. God. I didn't want to pour no wine this whole time We're because so I didn't want to. We're so grown up. We are grown. But everybody, thank you guys for joining us on Fertility Ain't Fair, the podcast. We're gonna finish this bottle of wine. Um, <laughs> oh, so, oh, oh! I'm gonna pour some in my see, cup. See, she overpoured <laughs> me, y'all. I gotta get uh, toasty. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on IG and Facebook at Fertility Ain't Fair. And also, please check out our new website, fertilityaintfair.com. Until next time, I am your friend, Britt, Infertility. Stay hopeful. Thank you for listening to Fertility Ain't Fair, the podcast. Our mission is to normalize the conversations around infertility, reproductive health, and motherhood for all. Make sure to follow us on social media and share our podcast wherever you listen.